Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Parker Ballantyne, and on the other side of the table from me today is Ryan Olson. He's back. You loved him last time, so we brought him back. Uh, Ryan, it's great to have you back. How are you? Hey, great to... I'm glad to be back again. Thanks Good. for having me back. Good. Yeah, anytime. Um, so last time we had you on, uh, it was preseason. We kind of went through the full season, um, got your perspective on that. I'm curious, now that we are four games in, we're you know 25% done with the season, how are you feeling with you know where we're at as a team? I think there's like a lot of upside still. I think that we are we were rolling really well those first three games and the first half of the Boise game. And I think that that Boise game doesn't define the team. And I think that we can, this BYU game is, is very winnable, even though it's, you know, kind of an uphill battle from a lot of standpoints. I think it's a very winnable game, but yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with, with how the season started. Yeah, no, I am too. I mean, we talked a lot, you know, even just you and I on the show talked a lot about how there were a couple games in that first little stretch that kind of would redefine the way we look at the season. And I remember after we won that Washington State game, I was like, well, this changes this changes everything. And then, you know, two games later going in and beating Air Force, and I was like, well, this changes everything again. You know, we're, we're three and one right now when most people thought we'd be one and three well, or the, even oh and four. The over-under was set at, three and a half wins for the whole season. Yeah, and we're already there. Four games in, we're about to make a whole lot of money for the people who took the over <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, if you took the over, you're going to make a, make a lot of money here in the next few weeks. Hopefully hopefully this Friday is when you'll be able to pick, cash that out. Um, but yeah, I think, I think my perspective has changed a lot. And I was really optimistic coming into the season, but my, my outlook and my perspective on the season has changed a ton. Now a conference championship is not just like a pipe dream or something like that we would want to have or like a distant goal like a conference championship is very possible at this point and I I don't want to say probable or like that we're on the track to win a conference championship because it's still too early for really anybody to be seeing saying that we do have a conference loss to Boise State but a conference championship is very much on the table and I think if you were to if you were to tell people that we were going to have, you know, four weeks in, we'd be thinking about and talking about a conference championship, and people would think you're insane. Yeah. I think that with that Boise game going into it, I thought if we win this game, like, we are kind of like you've said on the podcast, like, we'd be the controllers of our own destiny. Like, yeah, whatever we do is, like, we're going to get the results from that. And, you know, at this point with that Boise loss, it's kind of also contingent on, what Boise does, I think that, you know, it's not as much we are completely in control. We still got to hope for some Boise losses in there, you know. But, like, I think that Boise was, like, a really good team, you know. And, and that was pretty much, I mean, unless another team really turns it around, like, that's going to be our hardest conference game of the season, you know. Yeah. And I think that Boise, like, a lot of people were counting them out because they, they started – one and two, but had losses to UCF. Then they lost like that Oklahoma State team with with Jalen Warren, Jalen yeah. Warren rushing yeah, for that's true two hundred yards in that game. You know, and so like that's something that. And now we have an easier schedule, and Boise's schedule kind of ramps up conference wise from here on out. You know, like yeah. they still have they have 
Fresno, they have BYU, they have Air Force, they have San Diego State and and Nevada. Like they have they have That's so many tough. big yeah, they have so many big schedule. games like the rest of the season, and we have I don't want to say like the lower half of our conference, but we play New Mexico, New Mexico State. I know New Mexico State's not in the conference, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and you know you have. Wyoming, Colorado State, Hawaii, UNLV. Like, we have our, – our schedule is looking very probable for the rest of the season going off of how it's looked for the front half of the season. Yeah. And especially with a BYU game coming up, like, that game could also, like, give us a boost. Yeah. You know, with, like, that would be a big boost, like, coming off of, like – a victory against a ranked opponent, like a top fifteen, top fifteen, right? Yeah, you know, and that would be that would be a really big game, you know. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Our our schedule is very front heavy. I think. I mean, after we finished up that Boise game, I think we were done with our two toughest conference games of the schedule. Uh, like you said, unless somebody really turns it around, I mean, we still have the defending champs that they haven't looked great so far, but if they turn something around. Uh, Wyoming's offense has looked great, but they are definitely missing something. So there's a few teams that if they turn it around, they could be dangerous. But I think I, I can confidently say that the two toughest conference games are definitely behind us. And honestly, once we get through this BYU game, I think the four toughest games of our schedule will be behind us. You know, we kind of discount that Washington State win because they're such a low-level Pac-12 team, but they're still a Pac-12 team. And then Air Force is a really tough team. And then... Boise's a tough team, and then BYU. Those are our four four toughest games of the year. So once we get through this BYU game, not that it's smooth sailing because it's never smooth sailing in football, but it gets a lot more likely that, hey, if we, especially if we win this BYU football game, I think the expectation becomes you got to win out. Yep. And if you win out, there's a good chance we're going to be playing in a Mountain West championship game because there's a good chance that Boise picks up at least a couple losses to you know, Air Force, Nevada, Fresno. I know in that whole stretch they travel to Hawaii, and that's always a tough game flying out. So a tough schedule out of Boise. And, again, like I don't want to say an easy schedule in front of us, but definitely, definitely favorable. Yeah, favorable, favorable for us, I not think, as tough. I think favorable is a good word for it because, like, you never know what what can change. And, you know, like you can – a lot of things can happen that, that can can change that – that part of the season, like a back half, like finishing strong is just as important as starting hot, you know, and we started very hot, you know, and, and that Boise game, you know, we, we, like that, that was one of those games that I don't even feel like Boise just like dominated us. Oh, like definitely I did not, I did not feel like we, we were like, more than them and like the 2019 game where we lost a lot game. to a little, you know, yeah. And in the freezing, blistering the, cold. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know, that's something that, like, we, uh, like, looking at that boys game that just happened, we held them to, like, 10 in that first half. And, yeah. like, we were we were right there. And then, you know, with a couple early turnovers and, you know, and our defense being out there for considerably longer than we had the ball, like, yeah. it was just tough and, you know, not being able to, kind of getting rhythm on offense it was just kind of ultimately what what I think lost is that game rather than just Boise just completely coming out there and running us running yeah. us out of town yeah I mean they 
the interesting thing, I don't think either team was playing their best ball that game. Uh, I mean, Boise, like you said, they looked winnable. Like, we didn't get really handled in that game. Uh, we just had a lot of costly mistakes. Um, let's kind of move. Let's let's look forward now. We'll talk a little bit about that BYU game. We've kind of mentioned it a little bit. BYU is ranked 13th in the nation right now. Um, this is considerably the best team that we will play all year, um, and it probably won't be close, like I said, unless there's uh, major events that happen one way or the other. This will be the best team that we face all year. Uh, it's one of the better BYU teams that we've faced in our in our long rivalry with them. Uh, what do you think this game means? Because we've we've talked about it, like both sides of it, you know, where it's it's not a conference game, um, but it is kind of a bigger regional game, and it's a game where, you know, anytime you're playing a top fifteen opponent is definitely not a small game. So, what do you think this game means, and how does that fit into the full perspective of our season's goals of, or how does this game fit into our perspective full season? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing about this BOU game is that. They are a team with everything to lose, and we are a team with nothing to lose. Like, we could go out there, lose 60-0. to zero. Like, it would suck, but as, as like much as it hurts to say, like, that's not really going to damage, like, our conference standings. Like, it's going to – might be the difference between, like, I mean, if we completely win out, if we, you know, finish 10-2 and two with losses to BYU and Boise State, like, that might be something that would, would take into account, like, for – a bowl or, yeah. or whatever yeah. it, it bowl is. committees will see that but you know and but like yeah. i mean if they lose this game like byu not being in a in a conference yet they pretty much have to get an invite to a new year's six or the college football playoff or they're going to their bowl tie yeah and they have to win every like they, they can't rely on the crutch of their conference tie-ins to get into a conference like they're not they're not at a place that like Ohio State is right now that like they can still go to the Rose Bowl if Penn State um you know wins wins the Big 10 or and like goes to the college football playoff and I should I should backtrack the Rose Bowl may be one of the college football games but regardless like you know that that at large bid could go to like the second SEC team or the second Big yeah. 10 team or you know, whoever, if, if there's somebody above them that gets into the college football playoff, then they still have that conference tie-in. And that's yeah. something that BYU doesn't have. You know, with us, we're coming off of a loss to Boise, we just got to hope that Boise loses two more conference games, and then that way we could we could win the Mountain Division. And, I mean, unless something else crazy happens, like we keep saying, we'd probably play Fresno. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but... So I think that's just something that BYU is coming into this game like a lot on the line. Yeah, you know they there's the whole like little brother narrative, but then what are we two and two in the past four games? Yeah, two and two in the last four. We're actually two and one for Utah State in the past three. And then in the past ten, it's like six and four for BYU. Yeah. So, so I mean, anything it's not, but a big brother, little brother. It's been very competitive. And I mean, if we want to talk, if we want to talk about big brother, little brother, like. BYU's nine and one in the past ten with yeah. Utah, who yeah. they consider a bigger rival, bigger rival than us. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know about you, but <laughs> it, that it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense, sense to me. Sense. I, don't, I don't understand that that narrative of how, how you would consider Utah a rivalry, but not not Utah State. But but I I agree with you know what you're saying, and you've said it off air, just in conversations with me, Ryan. Like 
with BYU not having a conference, it's almost like every game is a conference game. You know, every game that they win is as good as a conference win, but on the other hand, every game that they lose is as bad as a conference loss. Yeah. And so if they come into Logan and lose, that's the equivalent of us losing to Boise last week. Um, and then, you know, to take that one step further, like you were saying, like it doesn't really hurt us if we lose. Not only does it not hurt our conference goals and our conference championship aspirations, but also on a national perspective and a, and a recognition and a media perspective, no one's going to hold it against us if we go out there and lose to a 13th ranked team, you know. So we don't have anything, you know, like you said, we don't have anything to lose. They do, and we'll see how that kind of translates onto the field. You know, we've seen, we've seen teams kind of with both attitudes play really well where, you know, sometimes when you're backed up against the wall, you get out there and you perform really well, and sometimes it's better to, to not really have those expectations and just go out there and, and play your best ball. So we'll see kind of how that shakes out. Yeah, I was just going to add that, like, BYU's case, like, they play a ranked Baylor team who's 4-0. They play, they play Bronco Mendenhall in Virginia coming back. They play USC at the end of the season. Like, I mean, this is a game that a lot of BYU fans are very loud about how it's an expected win, you know, going back to the little brother thing. Like, they... They come, they're coming up to Logan pretty much expecting a win. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's something that Utah State could definitely capitalize on, that they're focusing on games like, like Virginia, like Baylor. They play Boise after us. Like, they have big games on the rest of their season, and we, we have big games, but, like, this is like having a top 15 ranked opponent, a regional rivalry, like, in Logan, like – we have like the stakes are a lot higher for them than they are us. Yeah. yeah. And losing to a team that they're supposed to win, like uh, again that they're supposed to win and and not even one of their toughest competitors, you know, like yeah. and I hope that we're I mean Yeah, I that, hope that, we are that's not yeah, that's they, not, they don't view uh, us that way. Right. They're that's yeah. not I'm not saying that against us, but like when they're looking when they have like Baylor circled on their schedule, like Baylor Baylor and BYU is gonna be a ranked matchup probably. Like USC, like USC is always one of those teams that looks like they get overrated at the start of the season, but like they're still a really fast team. They're yeah. still a Pac-12 team, and like that's yeah. something that is tough. And and in their in BYU's eyes, we're just some lowly little brother in the Mountain West that they got to come up here and whoop us, and then go back to Provo. And I think that that's something that that we are preparing a lot for this game and we really want to win this game. And yeah. And we have a bye the following week. So and we, we have, the following you know, week. we're very focused in on this game. So, right. and I think that mindset has hurt the Cougars before back in 2014, when BYU was ranked 18th in the country, I think they overlooked the Aggies coming down into Provo and you know, we know how that game ended very favorably for, for Utah state, not so much for the Cougars. So, um, yeah, I hope you're right. I hope they do overlook us. I'm, kind of, I'm glad you kind of brought up this big picture stuff because that was kind of one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, kind of pick your brain about uh, with your perspective, kind of you've been in, in development on, on the athletic department. You've been in, you know, now you're over with Learfield, so a little bit different. Um, but I want to kind of pick your brain and what do you, what do you think happens with this rivalry moving forward um, as far as, uh, you know, we're, we're in different conferences right now. BYU is not in a conference, and so they kind of get to play whoever they want. They don't have to worry about conference championships. And so the narrative that they 
that they get to spin is that, you know, the in-state games matter a lot more to them. And, you know, they've been very important to them for the past 10 years when they've been independent. Um, and for us, and I think even like the University of Utah, we've been in a conference this whole time. That's been our focus. Do you think big picture, their attitude, their mindset changes when they get into the Big 12 and they start to realize they have to go compete for conference championships? Like, how do you see that that rivalry between the two schools changing, or do you think it does change? Do we just um, continue to play every year, or do you think there could be like some some friction and we we stop playing as often? Yeah, I think that there will definitely be some friction. I think that you know, for a team in a conference, especially like a Power Five conference, when you have four non-conference games that you got to schedule, and I think that BYU's priority is to schedule Utah. You know, and then yeah. those other three, like, a lot of times you get, like, an FCS team or, you know, a lower team that is a guaranteed win. And then the other two, like, a lot of times you want to play, you know, someone someone bigger. Like, you know, BYU, I think, just announced that they're playing Notre Dame in Vegas yeah. next year. You know, I think, you know, so those are the type of things that I think are going to be a disservice to Utah State that I think – BYU isn't going to like be, Utah State will be a little far down on their on their priority list of who to schedule and when to schedule them but I also think that they could be someone that you know if they if they really want to play us and you know we will always want to play them you know yeah. and so I think that's something that they will keep in mind is like you know we can always play the Aggies like they will like they will always want to play and, you know, I think that, you know, kind of what, what you asked about, like, the conference implications, I think that they are going to want to, you know, have four games on their schedule that, you know, are, are leverage games that can kick them up a notch. Like, if they go in, if they go to Vegas and beat Notre Dame, like, that would be a really big game for them, yeah. you know. And, and then they'd probably play – I haven't looked at their schedule, but I'm assuming that they – well, no, they don't play Utah next year. Um, yeah, they don't play Utah they, for a few years, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, but you know, like stuff like that. That's like, their their scheduling often features like, some some bigger names like, and especially now that they they kind of still have those relationships. Like, Tom Homo has has made those relationships with some teams. I think that their scheduling will be, will be tough, and, you know. But at the same time, like, I I hope that Utah State sees that we don't really have a lot to gain from this game. Like, yeah. I hope that I hope that Utah State sees that it's a rivalry game. It's awesome. Like, people love rivalry games. Like, there's a lot of opportunities in these games for both the team implications and, like, you know, a lot of, like, financial things. Like, that, yeah. that this game can bring in a lot of money from a lot of different areas. And, yeah. and I think that that's important. But at the same time, like, we're – like we're playing Alabama next year and we're getting quite a big chunk of change to go down there and yeah I mean knock on wood but probably lose let's yeah. I don't want to like <laughs> butter it up too <laughs> much and get I'm my an optimistic up, but, guy but I'm you know, not gonna I'm not I'm not putting a W in that win column yeah yet. yeah you know and so like something like that where it's like it's profitable for us and like they're not gonna look down on that loss later yeah, I think there's there's kind of 
I mean, I think I think when BYU gets into the Big Twelve, that happens like what next year or two 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 years from now. I can't remember exactly when, but once they are actually competing in the Big Twelve, I think that is going to kind of strain the relationships on both sides. And I honestly think that both institutions want to continue to have that relationship and what they want to continue to play. I, mean, I, I think I don't think BYU will be that quick to stop scheduling us. I think they want it. And like you said, I think Utah State wants that game too. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to strain both sides because BYU. It now they won't be able to schedule just whoever they want. They only get four games a year probably yeah. that they be able, that they can choose who they want to play. And on the other hand, Utah State, you know, if we only have four games that we get to schedule whoever we want, and we have to prioritize certain things too. So, and if and if we're going down and playing BYU, who they've thought they're a power five school forever, but now that they're actually a power five school. They're not. They're not going to start giving us a power five buyout every time, or like a payout every time, and that's something to consider too. Like I think that puts Utah State in a difficult position where, if we're going out there and using one of our four games every year, five if we go to Hawaii, for using one of those games every year to play a power five without a guaranteed paycheck, you know that's something to consider. And yeah, it's probably a sellout almost every time it's in Logan, but. For one, that's every other year at best, unless they try to get some two-for-one deal. Um, and two, there's no way on earth we're selling out the Mav and making multi-million dollars like we do with, you know, just for a quick trip to Tuscaloosa or College Station. Well, and I was going to say, like, if they, I mean, if if BYU says, hey, we still want to play you guys, like, we see that we see this game and we value it, and like they get that Big Twelve money, and they you know they want to pay us, then like I think that that's great. I That'd think be a great I think position that's for the Utah great, State but, program. You know, I I don't think that that is going to be the case. I don't think that they are going to see this game as oh we're we they're a they're a schedule filler. Yeah, you know, like, I don't want to become and, the backup plan for and you know BYU. like I mean like yeah. like like I said when a lot of times you have like. It's it's a pretty common thing to have, you know, in those in those four non conference games to have one that's a pretty significant game and then one that's very low stakes, pretty high win probability, and then the other two are kind of mixed in there. And yeah. so, you know, I know it sounds like BYU is probably gonna put Utah as one of those two other ones, not not the the big game and not the low stakes and yeah. and so I would hope that we get that other we get that yeah. other spot you know with 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 yeah. them and and you know and like that's i mean that's that's not like a a rule you know what it's i just, just explained that's a just pattern, but yeah. like a lot of times i i think that that's kind yeah. of the pattern and so yeah but i mean especially if if BYU like as much as i hate to say it like they get a ton of media attention yeah and i think that you know i think that if they make that jump to Big 12, like, they could potentially still be getting a lot of media attention. And so, like, I think that they also, I mean, going to a Power 5 conference, like, as much as I want to say, like, oh, the Big 12 isn't really a Power 5 anymore. Yeah, like group of six. Like, they, they aren't, you know. I yeah. Like, it's they are definitely, like, the lowest, especially after losing Oklahoma yeah, and, you know. Texas and OU. You know, and so that's kind of tough, but – yeah. Moral of the story, I, I hope that BYU sees that Utah State is a game that is that the fans enjoy, like both 
I'm sure both sides of the football make a lot of money on that yeah. game. I'm sure that Utah State and BYU both like can use that as you know a big marketing thing, a big you know business yeah. opportunity for whatever it may be. And and I hope that that continues. And you know even even now that you know I think BYU's like I said I think BYU and Utah are going to try to schedule as as often as they can. But you know I think I I hope that we are also in that conversation as something yeah. that that they want to put us on our schedule because you know when when you, the you went to the Pac-12 have we only we've only played them the once since they've gone to I the Pac-12 played them twice we Tw- beat twice. them once we played them yeah I think a couple times but you know like something like, and we haven't played them since 20, 2013 yeah that's the last time we played them you know yeah, so like I hope that that's not what happens with BYU I hope that we don't play them a few times in the, these first few years when they're in the conference and then yeah. after that we just kind of get kicked under the rug yeah so. i mean we're already scheduled through like 2026 or 2027 with those guys anyway but yeah like you said like i hope byu continues to see the value in that i mean not just anybody's gonna play them on a friday just because it's general conference weekend right like they i think they you know they're not gonna be able to push georgia around and tell them yeah. they're playing on a friday yeah because they have a tv conflict or yeah. something you know so i think there is a value in the two fan bases I think both fan bases like it. I think the institutions, there's value there. Um, but, like, I, I just – I don't think Utah State should have to sacrifice too much for that to continue. Yep. Like, if it means we go to a 2 and one you know, Provo, Provo, Logan, Provo, Provo, Logan, uh, I'm not down for that. Yep. Um, if they refuse to, to give us that payout, I don't know if I'm down for that. Utah State's pattern kind of has been, you know, you have those four non-conference games. We go and play generally two FCS teams, a Power 5 team, and then – BYU is on our schedule almost every year, and now the BYU is a Power Five. I think that's a perfect combination for Utah State. You go play two Power Fives, two uh, two FCS teams or two lower teams. That's a perfect combination, I think, for Utah State. Yeah, and especially with BYU going up, uh, that's a perfect game to keep on your schedule if they're gonna, you know, pay us, you know, pay us to play them, pay us that Big Twelve money, right. or at least come, you know, one and one Logan Provo. So yeah. Hopefully that can continue, um, but hopefully not really at the expense of Utah State's program. Right. Um, I would I would much rather play another Power Five, you know, somebody else in the Big Twelve, somebody else in the Pac Twelve every year, and you know, get a fair fair deal out of it than than BYU just because they're BYU. And um, I think I think that a point to bring up too is that if the Mountain West continues to kind of crumble the mountain west's future is kind of up in the air right now about yeah what they're going to do and i think that that's another fear of mine for the future of a byu utah state matchup that you know if byu goes to the a group of five conference and you know starts to get better recruits then you know right now we're kind of level playing field with byu maybe a slight advantage you know depending on the year you know like years like this year like probably a little bit more advantage since BYU's playing really well. But, you know, if, if they keep going up and we kind of go down a little bit, then this game will be even less profitable, especially if they don't give us that payout. You know, like I yeah. I would much rather play some teams and, and be like, you know what, we're absolutely going to win this game. And, like, I don't want to be like a Weber-Utah matchup yeah. where it's like, well, I don't want to be the Weber of that match. Right, exactly, yeah, right. Yeah. And so I don't I don't want to be that where it's like we're – because Weber really is like the little brother. Like we joke about how 
Utah State is seen as a little brother like Weber, yeah. like not even being an FBS team like yeah. that really is they're like, great at their level, but they're just smaller and like, than the well, other and they programs. like yeah, I just, I think that you know I don't really I haven't really had this conversation with anybody like in in Weber athletics, but like I think that Weber kind of goes into like a game with Utah and they're like, yeah, we're gonna lose, but like it'll be fun like it's a fun matchup good yeah you know? good like, competition yeah and so against, you know and i it would suck really bad to go to that after beating byu you know like like you said four times in the past 10 matchups like if we went to really that little brother role like that would be really detrimental and i yeah in that case we would I don't. I don't see any benefit of playing BYU at that point. That's a good point because we do. We, you know, we talk about how this matchup is so profitable. We uh, we sell the stands out and everything like that. That only happens because we have been competitive with them in the past ten years. Um, you know, if we're on a ten game losing streak or a nine game losing streak like BYU was against Utah earlier, um, we're probably not selling out that game. You know. Um, I mean, it might be a sellout, but it's not sold out from Utah State fans. And that's right. that's the situation that we don't want. So I think you're right there. I think it's just something that we have to be careful of moving forward. I don't really see that happening. I don't think – yeah, like I think you, BYU is a big program and they're growing, but I also don't think – like I don't think Utah State's shrinking at all. I think we're right. moving up as well. So I, I don't think that we're going to run into like a lack of competitiveness, but – I, I see what you're saying. Like that, if, if it does get to that point, I don't see a benefit to play them. And I'm not just saying that as like a sore loser. Like I'm just saying that as, you know, what benefits a program? Well, right. you, that wouldn't. So. Right. Um, and like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that BYU is going to like turn into some powerhouse that's going to be ranked in the top 10 every year. Yeah. You know, don't but tell just, this to, just, yeah, the people in Provo, <laughs> they're not becoming, like they're, they're not going to be that. I like, that's they just, think they are, but they're not. That's just not realistic. And, and yeah, like you said, like, I don't think that Utah state is going to be on like a downward spiral just because of a conference. And, and yeah. I think that the people who make those decisions at Utah state, I think that they are very aware of, of what's going on. And I think that they're very, uh, adamant that they don't want to, you know, make that downward spiral. We've we've been on an upward trend, especially the past ten to fifteen years. Yeah. That that yeah. we are we're on an upward trend, and and I think that everybody wants to keep it that way. It's it's bringing more money. It's bringing more better players, better coaches. Like, you know, we're that's gonna that's how it's gonna be, and and I think that everybody wants to keep it that way. And even if BYU is a few steps a few steps ahead of us, that. You know, I think that playing this game is always going to be a good time, and especially if we can benefit from it financially. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about the upcoming game. It is a Friday game. Like I said, we, in my opinion, are very generous to work around um, BYU's, frankly, ridiculous scheduling habits. Um, and as a side note, I think the Big 12 is in a, for a rude awakening when they realize that BYU serious about some of these things, but that's a different conversation. But so yeah, Friday Friday game, both teams on a sh- uh, on a short rest. Both lost today, uh, coming around. BYU is four and zero coming into this game, and like we said, thirteenth in the nation. Utah State is three and one. I can't remember a time where Utah State and BYU combined to have one loss um, at this point in the season. And I also think this might be the last time for the rest of the season. 
that Utah State might actually not have the best player on the field at any given time. Um, I mentioned that last week on the show on Thursday. I brought it up, I think, again on Monday, on the Monday show. I think when we have Justin Rice and Devin Tompkins on the field, we basically have the best player on the field at any given time. That might not be the, that might not be true this week against BYU, especially on the offensive end. Their offense is really, really good. Um, what concerns do you have going into this game? And then we'll move into what, what makes us feel good, what we're feeling good about um, on our own team and, and some of their weaknesses. Um, yeah, let's start. Like, what, what jumps out of you about this Utah State team and their ability to, uh, to handle this BYU team? I think that, that ball control is a big, a big factor in this game. I think that, you know, the Boise game, we had, a, we had an interception, like, the first drive. Like and, right, right at the 40, yeah, right? right. Like I mean, Boise's 40. Yeah, really so we... Moving. That was that was really tough, and that was something that, you know, we get the ball and, and do that, turn the ball over. Like, it's just, it's tough, and, and we allowed points off of that turnover, and I think that's something, not necessarily... I was going to say that I think whoever wins the turnover battle can win this game, but I think, to go a step further, I think whoever scores the most points off of turnovers will win the game. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, I think whichever team can capitalize those opportunities, I think that that will be a big factor. And I think I think the next big factor is, like, time of possession. Like, we, we only had the ball for 25 minutes in that Boise game. And, yeah, yep. Let me... And we, you know... Yeah let them have the ball a lot in our defense. Like we have such a good defense, but any defense is going to get tired when there's a 10 minute swing of time of possession. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. when the defense is on the field for, for 35 minutes out of the game, like, I mean, I think even like some of our guys were, were sitting out reps a few times, like not, not that that's a bad thing. I'm just, you know, stating it that, that there was, yeah. I mean, we had a lot of some substitutions that were happening that, you know, just trying to get some, some fresh guys in there. And I think that that was something that we've really let Boise. And I think that that's honestly when, when Boise kind of started to run away with that game was when they kind of took the, took the time of possession and used it to their advantage. And, and they just pounded our defense and they were just tired. Yeah. And then by the time our offense got back out there, like, you know, I know that you and I kind of disagree on the quarterback situation here, but a little bit. I think we do. <laughs> that, but you know, I think that that was another thing that, you know, regardless of who's playing quarterback, our offense just wasn't productive. No, like our it wasn't. our offense it wasn't at all. couldn't get into a rhythm. Like well, at I all. mean, it, it was until we got in the red zone. Right. I, I'll I'll make right. that slight correction. I mean, they yeah. were productive. They moved the ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have the stats right here. I mean, we had four hundred and forty three total yards of offense. So yep. we were productive. That we is. I think produce. that that is one of the only times I've seen somebody, a team, not somebody, a team, <laughs> have more total yards than their opponent, and lose by twenty four points. Yeah, and and not like only that, that is, but to not find the end zone, but never score. Yeah, you went never the score field. The ball. You went the length of the field over four times and couldn't find the end zone. Yeah, and I think I think that's what it comes down to as well. Is you know you talk about the turnovers and yeah, turn you got to win the turnover battle. I mean, we, we definitely lost the turnover battle, I think, 3-1 to one against Boise. But I think what really kills us is those penalties. 
and those penalties in the red zone going either way. I mean, yeah. you can put Justin Rice out there and have him grab 12 picks yep. on the night, but if you can't convert, um, you're going to be in you're going to be in big trouble. And that goes both ways. I remember we had uh, I think was it one or two false starts in our own, you know, in yep. our own red zone moving you know, right there on the on knocking on the door of a touchdown, and then going the other way, we had at least one pi in the end zone. You know, so you got to get those penalties. I mean, against Boise State, we had uh, what is it, 30, um, 13 penalties for eighty six yards. So we had eighty six yards in penalties compared to Boise State's forty. And I think there's no turnover battle on this planet that if you win, you can afford to have twice as many yards in penalties. Well, like I think that's another big part of it is that execution and i think that you know another thing that that i notice and and this is something that i love about blake anderson yeah um you know i'm saying this with the utmost respect i love him but you know like going forward on fourth down you know in the red zone we might have been just like outside the red zone but you know on on boise's side of the field like that's a time that's like man we got a like we gotta put some points on the board here, and, and you know it's kind of like if he if that would have been converted, if we would have scored on that yeah. like on a fourth down conversion, like or if we had just got the first down, like then everybody would have been you know yeah. standing I, up I and was, applauding I was that. Say it goes, yeah, you know, everybody yeah. would have like loved that decision and and praised Blake Anderson, but yeah, the fact that we went for it on fourth down and then didn't get it, you know, then immediately then the fingers are pointed at Blake saying like take the points you know but then if he goes for it on fourth down then he's praised for having the guts to do it yeah and so like that situations like that (laughs) yeah situations like that are are always tough because the fingers are always going to get pointed at you whether they're you know good whether they're good things or whether they're bad things and you know instances like that where it's like literally either way that this goes like he's going to get you know, there's the spotlight's going to be on him, whether it's yeah. good or bad. And, yeah. you know, and I think that was another thing that, you know, we missed, we missed at least one field goal. Did we miss? Uh, you know, well, so we had one blocked. Right. Yeah. We had yeah. a blocked one and, and then just one that just missed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, that's a tough situation where, yeah. you know, it's like, you hate seeing that. I think a blocked field goal, that was pretty demoralizing. Like having. I mean, that's a, that's that. a backbreaker move. I mean, yeah. no matter no matter what the situation is and you know no matter who faulted it whose fault it is i think that blocked field goal that from what i saw was no fault of our own it was just boise's boise's line got up there and and found a way to get a hand on the ball and it's one of those things like you that just kind of takes the wind out of your sails that's just kind of it kind of guts you a little bit yeah um so yeah i that, i agree that that one's just tough you know so it's like throw, it's it's basically the place kicker's equivalent of throwing a pick yeah you know yeah and I think that, you know, like that—that that is something that against this BYU team that tends to play with a lot of, you know, kind of fast like we do, and yeah. you know, I think that that is something that we that we really got to capitalize on is not not turning the ball over, watching the penalties, you know, like that PI in the end zone, like you mentioned, was yeah. like that was really a significant yeah, was, play. That was costly, and you know, like something like that, like. We can't have that if we want to win this football game like that. It can't really happen against BYU, yeah. and but you know then on the other side of the coin, like BYU is probably saying the exact same thing. You know, I think that they're probably saying like this Utah State team cares a lot about this rivalry. Like we can't really let them 
you know, catch us in the dark. And so I think that's yeah. that is something that I love about this game. Like yeah. all the time. Not not the game of football, like the BYU Utah State and game. And the game of football. And the game of football. <laughs> it's just great. It is. Um but you know, like having having that passion on both sides, like, is really it's really cool to see that I mean, we could come into this game oh and four. Yeah. And they could be four and oh or complete like flip like if they're 0 and 4 and we're 4 and 0 like I think that this game is going to be competitive every year and yeah you know whether or not you know it's like a one point game like I think it can still be a competitive game even if it's you know a 10 point game or however much like there's a lot of passion in this game like fans get into it students get into it both yeah. teams get into it you know I think that that's I think it's just going to be fun I, I hope I it's so. a fun game and I hope it's a close game obviously I hope we can pull it out, but you know, I think that I think that no matter what happens, I think this game will be a fun, fun atmosphere. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and like like you said, like BYU knows what they have to do to win. They've they've watched the they've watched the film. They've and all of our flaws are very on display. You know, the ones that what we've talked about is pretty obvious. And what it comes down to, you know, uh, Blake, Coach Blake talked about. You know, we had the energy, we had the effort, we just didn't have the execution. Uh, you can't. You can win with two out of those three against teams that are worse. Yeah. You can't you can't punch up and be, beat a team as good or better than you with two of those three. You got to have all three of those. So yep. I think BYU is just going to come out here, and you know you can't really take away our energy. You can't take away our effort. But if they can just get us to make small mistakes in the in the red zone, yep. um, they know they can win this game. Uh, and and the, I think yeah to to just go off you really quickly. I think that. You know, I, I already kind of said this, but, like, it goes the, the same way. I think that if we can catch BYU with some red zone turnovers and some, some stands and if we can keep them out of the end zone and force them to kick a field goal, you know, like, I think that that'll be really big. You know, if we let if we let them score on, like, the first three drives, even if we score, you know, if it's, yeah. if it's 21 to 10, 21 to 14, 21 to 7, like, you know, some are – Somewhere in those ranges, like if we're if we're gonna like just let them go down score really quickly, like they're gonna keep doing that all game. You know, yeah. like like we gotta. I think our team's gotta stop them and and stop them. You know, more often than not, and that's kind of sounds like a lazy take because of course <laughs> yeah. if you stop a team more often yeah, than I not, you're gonna you win. But but like you know, what I'm saying like I think that this is a team where like we can't let them get out to an early lead, and and that's kind of what I how I felt going into Boise too, that I was like, you know what? We can't let them like jump out to like a three score lead. Like we can't let them yeah. go up like 17 to three. Yeah. And for a while we didn't. And then, and then, and then you know, yeah. that's, you know, the second half was definitely a different story. And so, you know, I think that that's another thing that, that a lot of people that I've talked to were kind of saying that like, Oh, like Utah State's a second half team. Like yeah. if we can survive the first half then then we can come back and win the second half, and and honestly, at halftime, that's kind of what I was thinking too. I was like, that's "Wow, we've thinking. we've only yeah. put we've held Boise to z- or to ten points, ten and points. we've we haven't scored like that was a victory in my head." Yeah, I was like, "We're we're at are, are at a great spot," and you know, obviously, you can't that didn't pan on out, you know, half, and, and yeah. so I think that I think that was kind of, I mean, I don't want to say like a wake up call for the team because. I'm not involved yeah. with the team. I think and like, they I'm know not, more than I'm I not do, in the meetings. Sure. I yeah. I don't. I'm I am not in pads for a reason, yeah. you know. And so it's like I'm I'm sure that their goal isn't to 
come back second half, you know, but yeah. our team is so like determined and, and motivated in that second half that I think if they can, if they can play like we did against air force and say like, okay, like they scored like back to business, like let's go. Like that team was awesome to watch. Like yeah. that air force game, like the team that I saw in the air force game was awesome. And the team that we saw against, against Boise was, was not that yeah. same team. And so I think, yeah. I think if we come out playing like we did against air force, like, I think that we could. Eat, I think we shot. could win this game. I think shot. that this team is this team is good enough. We have enough pieces on this team. Like you, like you've said before, like a lot of times we have the best player on both sides of the football, and and even then, like I think that we have a really complete team on both sides of the football. Absolutely, too. like absolutely not like it's. I don't feel like we have like just like one standout guy that's for like five receivers know, and five like we have rushers like every game. We have much. a lot. We have a lot of options yeah. on offense. We have. We have two quarterbacks, so I mean, yeah, worst case scenario, really we just deep. send in the other guy, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, defense, we have a lot of guys. You know, we obviously yeah. had. That we we want to talk about Justin Rice all the time, but AJ Vongpachong, yeah, like he he doesn't he's not letting us ignore him yeah, very no. well either. He's been yeah. out of his mind too. And so it's just like we, the the opportunity is there, yeah. And I think as long as our team can can see that the opportunity is there and take the opportunity I think that we could we could pull it off yeah I think that plays right into you know just talking about like what what chance we have at this game like can we win this game and like you said if we go out there and we play the same way we did against Boise we're gonna lose we're gonna lose bad I mean BYU is a better team than Boise State is this year uh, and if we go out there and we play the same way uh, it's not gonna be 27 to 3 uh, it's gonna be a little bit uglier than that but if we go out there and play the way we did against Air Force uh, still not our best ball but we're not gonna lose 27 to 3. Uh, if we go out there, we play our absolute best ball. That's probably a win. You know, there, there's there's a chance to win that game. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to discount this BYU Cougars team. They're in the top 15 for a reason. I don't want to sound like like a total homer saying that like, oh, if we play our best game, we'll win, we'll win. But you know, in at the end of the day, if we clean up, you know, even if you just look at the Boise, you know, our our matchup against Boise, you know, if we clean up the time of possession and the penalties and the turnovers, like we've talked about, if we outgain BYU in total yards and we don't have three turnovers and we don't have almost 100 yards in penalties, we probably do win that game. We do have like a very complete team. Uh, I think we're going to have to, re- we're going to have to find a way to stop Tyler Algier um, from running, from running the ball. But yeah, I think, I think offensively we have, I think a really, really good offense. Uh, we have a great defense, I think. Like I said, led by Justin Rice and A.J. Bonquichong. Like, we have we have guys on both sides of the ball that are – we have some playmakers, we're deep. And if we just clean up what we've seen, you know, we've, we've seen it in every game. I mentioned it on, the, on, on Monday morning. Like, we've seen false starts in the red zone in two games that I can think of off the top of my head that either almost cost us the game or, in the case of Boise State, hurt us at least you know so if we can clean up those penalties I can't help but think this game is going to be really really close especially in a sold out home stadium with a you know blackout crowd I can't help but think this game will be close if we if we play our best ball yep I agree so, I agree yeah I really I really do think it's going to be going to be competitive at the very least you know like we've talked about this game has been competitive since 2010 like I think since 2010 there's been like 
one real blowout, and it was Jordan Love torching BYU in, in Provo. That's like the only one I can think of. I mean, there's been games that were decided by three points. I mean, that that's more common than blowouts are. So um, I think this game should be competitive. Even though BYU is in the top 15, I would be a little bit disappointed if we went out and this game wasn't competitive. Um, I know it's a, still a young coaching staff. We haven't seen a ton from this team. Uh, I've seen enough to expect a competitive game against the BYU Cougars. And like I said, there's just a few things that if we can tune them up, if we can stop Tyler Algier, if we can stop turning the ball over, if we can not get so many penalties, even just red zone penalties, if we cut back on those, that goes from a blowout to a very close game that could go either way very quickly just just by making some small, fine adjustments on Utah State's end. Uh, and the thing about BYU is they haven't played really, really great teams, um, but I think we've kind of, you know, with that BYU team, we've kind of seen what they have. You know, they've played really, really well on both sides of the ball. Um, I think they're about where they're going to be with Utah State. I think there's a lot more... You know, there's a, a wider range of what we could see. Like, we could see last week's Utah State. We could see two weeks ago Utah State. And that makes a huge difference. So, um, hopefully we see a brand new Utah State team that we haven't quite seen all year. Uh, we get that We get that top 15 in-state win at home in the MAF. Yep. If you didn't listen to me before, you don't have tickets. Um, so, if you don't have tickets to this game, buy tickets to the rest of the games. Um, none of those are sold out right now. And they probably won't be. But go ahead and get tickets. We do have some. We do have some big games uh, coming up still, especially that Wyoming game. That might be, you know, when, when when we get to that Wyoming game, that might end up being a pretty big game for Senior Night to get ready to close out the season. Um, so that's all we have. Um, make sure you're uh, you're there on Friday and be loud. Go Aggies.